0: Uh, t- today, we're, we're actually not having a sermon. It's, it's really more of a talk than a sermon, and, and that's really hard for me. I love expository teaching where you just go right through the verses of the Bible. We go through books of the Bible. We spent the last two years on the Gospel of Luke, and we're about to begin the, the book of Exodus uh, next week. But uh, about a month ago, uh, some of us in staff were uh, uh, he- hearing a speaker, and during that time, I thought, Jeff, You need to share this. Thank God put this in my heart. You need to talk to your people about this. And so that's what we're going to do. And so not so much a sermon. So if you're you're a guest here, this is atypical. So this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, uh, every believer here, all of us here who are believers in Christ. And by the way, if you're here, you're not a believer, you're you're seeking Christ, you're not sure about this. Thank you so much for being here. We welcome you. We want this to be a safe place. You can continue to seek the Lord. And, uh, but for most of us who are believers in Jesus Christ, we know that nothing is more important than for the people around us and if they come to Christ, that they experience the love and the forgiveness and the grace of God and the eternal life. We know that. Our family members, neighbors, we just intuit that there's nothing more important. And yet, though we know that's the most important thing, we don't share the gospel much, if at all. And I, I don't say you, I say we. We don't. It's just about the hardest thing in the spiritual life, it seems. And most of us aren't good at it. And I think that we, uh, we don't want to alienate people. We don't want to, uh, you know, come across as obnoxious. We don't want to be, you know, those groups you just kind of come around knocking on your doors. That just really doesn't work so well in our culture. But, but we, we'd like to help people know Christ. And, and then a, a lot of us, you know, how do we do that? Like if if somebody sat down by you right now and asked you, you know, can you show me how to come to Christ? Uh, Can you go through the gospel with me? Would you know what to do first and and just how to do that in just three or four minutes? Well, this morning we're just going to take a simple approach, just kind of a break from our normal teaching, just to make sure that we all are clear on how to share the gospel. Now, this isn't the only way, but it's a great way. In fact, uh, Ray Vaughn, the young man who was talking with us about a month ago, When he was sharing this approach, I think most of us on the staff, maybe all of us on the staff thought, you know, this is just so good. This is, you know, some pieces here that really could help us share the gospel with others. And so, since our vision is all about making disciples, making disciples is both helping believers grow in Christ and helping unbelievers come into the kingdom. Remember Matthew 28, 18 through 20, go and make disciples of all people, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was talking primarily about making disciples of non-Christians. But of course, it also includes a a group of junior high boys or high school girls or your neighbor or small groups that we disciple and help each other grow. But we need to know, if we're going to see Houston have the great transformation that we long for it to be, we need to know how to lead our neighbors to Christ. I've got a simple approach here this morning. Uh, It's called the three circles, although it really involves three questions and three circles. And uh, let me just go over it in a few minutes. Okay, the three questions are this. The first one, we're all familiar with because we we have used these for two or three years. The first question is, you know, how can I pray for you? Or can I pray for you? Now, we're used to asking that question of people. Uh, This week at a restaurant, I asked that of of, of the waitress. She did not mind. Uh, In fact, she appreciates, yeah, yeah, I really need some prayer. Uh, Most people, whether or not they go to church or not, uh, would like to be prayed for. That's a simple question to ask. Can I pray for you? Is there something I can pray for you, or how can I pray for you? The ideal is if they uh, let you pray for them right then. You know, if they just uh, let, let you know something, you pray for them right then. Now, the second question, I think, is the breakthrough question. Because the thing about sharing the gospel is how do you get started in spiritual conversations without being just terribly awkward and boorish? Well, here's a good question to follow up with. Would you say that you are close to God or far from God? Okay, first you ask them, you know, can I pray for you? Hopefully you pray for them right then. And then a follow-up question, would you say that you are close to God or far from God? Now, that's not a, a, a threatening question because you're not telling them if they're close or far. You're asking them about themselves. What would you say? Are you close to God or far from God? If they say, I'm far from God, then a third question, well, can I simply show you? It's a brief little picture of how you can be close to God. So you listen to that second question, to what they have to say. And don't just jump in your, the routine. But uh, if they say far from God, which probably most are going to say, well, can I simply show you? this little picture of how you can be close to God. It'll take a few minutes. And at that point, it'd be good to have a card that you could pull out, or if you're at a restaurant, you could just do it on a napkin, just any little scrap of paper. Now, I'm going to go through those three circles uh, and just how you would do that. Okay, you're talking to your friend. You say, well, this circle represents the world that we live in, and it is a world of brokenness. You know, all the pain and hurt and turmoil, all the addictions and the divorce problems. And, you know, our world is a world of brokenness. And, and by the way, that, that, that uh, concept of our world being broken seems to resonate in our culture. That it, it just uh, uh, it seems to really capture. So, so the world that we live in is broken. But then you go on, the second circle. But that's not God's ideal. That's not what God wants for us. That God's ideal for us is to live in His perfect design. God has a, 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 a life of freedom and love and joy and, and forgiveness, and He has a perfect design. We could call that the kingdom, but uh, God has a perfect design. So the question is, is if God has this for us and He wants us, why are we living here? And that's simple. It's because of what the Bible says is sin. That our sin, our rebellion against God, our uh, ignoring God or disobeying God, separates us from God, and it leads to the brokenness in our lives and our world all around. So what can we do about that? If we want to live in God's perfect design with freedom and beauty and love, well, uh, we cannot do anything because of our sin problems. We're helpless. But God did something that we cannot do. God sent his own son, Jesus, to this planet to die for us. He sent him to this earth. He dies on a cross to pay for our sins. And on the third day, he, rises, he raises from the dead. So, And by the way, when you tell that third circle, that's the gospel. That's what the Bible says is the good news. Jesus came to the earth. He dies on a cross for our sins, and, on the third, and he's raised on the third day. Okay, and you're going back to your three circles and you say, well, well uh, how do we access this? How do we become a part of that? Well, it's simple. The Bible teaches us that if we want to move from the brokenness back to where God is, that we simply believe in Jesus. We trust Jesus. We we receive Him. For example, in Acts 16.31, the Philippian jailer asked Paul, what must I do to be saved? Paul's answer is simple and crystal clear. He says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. It's as simple as that. Put your trust in a Savior. Don't trust yourself to be good enough. Put your trust in a Savior. And 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 when you do that, God will bring you back into His kingdom, His life. And and at that point, He would really want you for two things. He'd, He'd want two things for you, that you would grow in Christ as you seek Him and pursue Him, and that you go back out into the world to help others know the gospel and come back. At that point, you could ask your friend that you're talking with, you know, which circle would you say you're in? If they say this circle, uh, you know, would you like to just right now, you can breathe a simple prayer. Jesus, I put my trust in you, and he will hear that prayer and save you. Now, church, if you've got other ways that you've been sharing the gospel, I know some of you do. Some of you are great at this, but most of us are not. Uh, But if you got a way, great. But if you don't, uh, God has been using this simple approach. It's called the three circles, and this is something that's doable for us. Uh, you don't have to have a special gift of evangelism, but, but all of us can, can, can share this simple thought. Three questions and three circles. Now, do you, do you think that uh, you could do that? Uh, we're going to try right now. Uh, pull out the card in front of you. You're not going to have to talk to your neighbor, so, you know, relax a bit. But just on your own card, you're going to kind of go over that, see if you can kind of get, get what this is down. All right, let's just kind of go through this together. Before you do your three circles on that card... It's a connect card right in front of you on the, uh, on the rack. Pull one out. Grab a pen. Go ahead. Okay, most of you got that. Okay, you don't have to write down the three questions, but what are they? Uh, let's don't put them up there now. Yeah, let's take those off. That's, that's too easy for them. All right. What? All right, we got them. All right, what's the first question? Can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? Is there anything I can pray for you? And if they say yes, you know, just pray for them right there if you can. Sometimes you can. Okay, I'm gonna be sure in prayer. Secondly, what's the second question? Yeah, close to God or far from God. Would you say you're close to God or far from God? Listen to them. If they say far from God, what's the third question? Can I show you a simple picture? All right. Okay, at that point, you pull out the paper, you show a simple picture. What's the first circle you draw? Brokenness. Okay, kind of make that on the right side of your card. You ought to get this. Uh, I know some folks at the first service had a lot better pictures than I did. I'm not only the most mechanically challenged in the church, but the most artistically challenged. And, and uh, I'm sure, sure you could do just, just on the right side, write you a, a little circle there, put brokenness and explain that, you know, the world we live in is full of brokenness pain, pathos, sin, terrorism, all that stuff. What's the second circle? God's ideal. You know, on the second side, up the top, God's ideal. This is what God wants. Explain, you know, this is what God wants for us, but yet we live here. And then you should explain, why is that? And what do you say? It's sin. You know, just right across the top. You know, it's because of our sin, our, our rebellion against God. So, how do we get from this circle to the next circle? And so, what is that third circle? Jesus. We can get that one. And remember those three little uh, symbols. That Jesus comes to the earth, he dies on a cross, and he's raised on the third day. And that's the gospel, really. When you get to this part, that's the gospel. And then the only other part is just, you know, how they can become part of this. And, uh, and, and what's that one word that you could write there? Believe. Believe, and, and that English word believe is sometimes a little bit difficult. Believe in Jesus, trust in Jesus, turn to Jesus, embrace Jesus, receive Jesus. And if you think of it, you can put the grow and go. But, you know, this is the heart of it. Now, um, I would encourage you to practice this a few times later today or this week, maybe with a spouse, maybe with a friend, if you're in a small group, small group leaders. I would encourage you just to kind of go over that again. And uh, we want to help the people around us come to know Christ. And we just need a simple, good approach. And this is a good one. You got a better one, great. God bless you. Just use that one. But, but this is a good approach if you don't. It's just simply share the gospel. Now, you can go to our website or just pull out your phone and go to the Woods Edge app, and this little video, three-minute video of me explaining how to do this is on there, woodsedge.org forward slash three circles, the number three. So you can go there and get that. Um, we, we did print a bunch of cards, uh, wallet-sized, this week that has on one side, it has the three questions, and on the other side, it has the three circles, but they didn't get the circles right, so we're not going to use them. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to order uh, another batch of them, and next Sunday on your way out, you can have these wallet-sized cards, not really to give to people, but to, uh, just to remind yourself and to kind of go over it. Uh, but it's also on a, on a website video. And then th- a third resource to kind of help us all in this is that there's going to be a training class this Saturday morning right here at room 206. Lunch will be provided, 8.30 to to 2.30, I think is what it is. Tim Martin, Ray Vaughn, the man who who told us about this, and others uh, will be there. I'll be there for the the first part of that. Okay, that's it. Now, let me, um, something very important. Let me define a win for us here. And I want to define a win. What's a win for us? Because hardly any other aspect of the Christian life carries the sense of guilt and failure as sharing your faith. I mean, most of us struggle with the sense of guilt and failure. I do. So let me define a win because I I don't think we can define a win as actually leading people to Christ because only God can save people. You know, we need to be faithful to share the gospel, but it's up to God how they respond. So what is a win? I want to define it threefold. First, Definition of win is simply to be praying for our top five, the people that God's put in our heart. Uh, If you're new here, I have asked for some time back, at least the last year or so, everybody at Wood's Edge, to go to God and, and ask Him for five people around them who are, do not yet know the Lord yet, or we don't think so, and we put them on these baskets. we got thousands and thousands of these up here, and we have been praying daily for them and asking God to draw them and give us opportunities to reach out. So if you're praying for your top five, or if you're praying for your neighborhood, sometimes Gail and I, prayer walk in our neighborhood. We're just kind of walking around, and, and we're praying over our neighborhood. If you're praying for lost people, that's a win. That's a win. A second step is a win, is if you ask somebody, can I pray for you about something? and they let you and you actually pray over them right then, then that's a win. Uh, that's a second step of a win. Second stage when you actually pray over a neighbor, a stranger. Uh, you can pray over a clerk at Walmart, and uh, you know, people. most people would thrill me to have you pray with them. A third thing is if you, you know, ask the three questions, they allow you to share them. The, uh, they're, they're glad to, to, to see the simple picture, and you, and you share with them the gospel, the three circles. That's a win. So let's not define a win as actually leading people to Christ. Now, of course, we want that, but that's up to God. That's God's affair. We need to be faithful to pray, pray for our top five in the neighborhood, pray over people around us, and then share the gospel as God opens up the opportunities. All righty. Let me bring up Ray Vaughn, who uh, taught us about this. Ray Vaughn and his wife, Sarah. By the way, Ray and Sarah have only been married about three months, so give them a big hand. They're newlyweds here. Come on up. Uh, about a month ago, uh, as I was saying, Ray shared this with us, and uh, yeah, I thought that was loud back there. And uh, this is Ray and Sarah. All righty, Ray, anything to add? Because I'm the rookie, and Ray is the expert. He, he's done this a whole lot.
1: Ray, anything to add? Frankly, looks great. Um, yeah. is that the prettiest picture you've ever seen? Uh, drawn. It is. It is on the top five. Top five. Um, okay. No, I think one thing I'd add is, is you mentioned the. Um, you know, when you go out and can I pray for you? And then are you far or near to God? And if they say far, then we want to show them this picture. But you're going to also come across people that say that they're near to God. And, uh, and I would say, because you do so well communicating this, how many churches are there in the city? There's one church. Hey, good. And, and what's it going to take to see movement in the city? It's going to take all of the church. And so when I meet a believer, I don't care what church they go to, majority of believers these days do not know how to share the gospel. So what do I do? I still pull out the picture and let me train you. Can I show you how to share the gospel? That's good.
0: All
1: right. Make sense? All right, Ray, tell us a little bit about your
0: story. I know you're moved here from the East Coast. Uh, how, how did you come to know Christ? Give us a little bit of your
1: background. So I um, did not grow up in church. I uh, was experienced, dabbled on the brokenness side. Uh, I was in and out of jails and rehabs and boarding schools and um, just did anything I can to, to live for myself. Um, when I was 16 years old, I uh, was in jail for the eighth time and uh, this, uh, this, this older guy came in, and he was handing out some Bibles, and I took one back to my jail cell, and i never read the Bible before. But one day I decided to open it up, and I saw there was two major sections. You had the Old Testament and the, the New Testament. And uh, I thought, as a 16-year-old, the Old Testament was for old people, and the New Testament was for teenagers. So We'll have a little vote to see which section y'all going to get. That's right. So I, so I started there, by God's grace. I started in Matthew, Mark, and, and finished Luke, and, and at the end of about a week and a half, I just... Just really empathized with uh, just my sin and, and realized that God God was sent to save me. Wow, so. that's super. God is
0: drawing people around Him and uh, use that guy, and He can use us. Ray, um,
1: why did you move to Houston? Uh, why would you come? Well, um, Houston, I think just surpassed Chicago, and it's now the third largest city in the U.S. It's the most ethnically diverse city. Um, so strategically, it's it's. It's significant that God does do a work here. And I don't think it's uh, um, to put it past him that it's on his heart. This is what he's going to do, whether we're going to be a part of it or not. And uh, so a big part of uh, what we're doing is we're mobilizing churches to know who to share with, to know what to say, and if they believe, to know how to disciple them and to know where to gather them for church. uh, There's a statistic that said, about 60% of our culture today, while we're in here, 60% of people, even if we try to invite them to church, won't set foot in a church building. Now, that, 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 that statistic can be an average based on where you're at. Here, possibly higher with the ethnic diversity that we have. But 73% of those 60 are actually said that they're open to studying the Bible and learn about Jesus. So our desire, as I look around here, I see a bunch of laborers a uh, bunch of people that just to go and to share God's story. So we're here to mobilize as many people as we can in the city of Houston to not just invite folks to church, but then invite them to Jesus, to disciple them in Jesus, and to start groups wherever they would be willing to, whether it's in the church or whether it's in their homes. But ultimately, that will multiply. So we'll, we can say that Paul said in Romans fifteen twenty three that there's no place left for the gospel. Hmm. Sarah, why, why don't you start off with this one? So Sarah, I, uh,
0: you and Ray Y'all have been using these, this basic little approach, three questions, three circles? How, how often do y'all use that?
2: Um, every day. Every day, much. really? Every day. So try to use it wherever we are, whether grocery store or a restaurant or a neighborhood.
0: Um, give us some examples, if you don't mind. Give, give us an example or two between both of you and just what, what happened.
2: Um, well, when we first moved into our apartments, we were just prayer walking, um, and we ran into a girl named Haley and um we asked if we could pray for her if she would consider herself near or far and she said far um and so we shared the picture with her and um about and then shouldn't accept christ then but we came back the next week and shared with her again and shared with her boyfriend um and her boyfriend actually led her to the lord and they both got baptized and then they were sharing the picture with their family so
0: I Super, okay, Ray, what comes to your mind in terms of example?
1: The stories are endless from what I'm, what I'm hearing as we're training folks. But um, so one story is, uh, so we were prayer walking in a neighborhood. I was taken to, to a couple that I was kind of training, and I took them into a, an apartment complex. And uh, we prayed for these two guys, uh, Anthony and uh, David, I think. Um, but we, we just said, can we pray for you? Are you far near to God? They said they were far. We showed them the picture, but they weren't really receptive or open. But that was a win because they got to see the picture. Mm. But before we left, they said, well, I think you guys should go to apartment 3045 and pray for the, the family that lives there. <laughs> so I said, all right. So, so we went to apartment 3045. And uh, as we were walking to the door, the, the, uh, the huh. family that lives there was walking at the same time. So it broke the awkwardness a little bit for knocking on a door. But um, we, we told him that these two guys sent us to him, that they knew each other. And actually, the guy, the, the guy had beat this girlfriend. And I mean, we're, we're, this is brokenness. The guy had beat his girlfriend and said he felt bad, so he wanted us to pray for her. And she had a black eye and everything. So we, she invited us in. We mm-hmm. prayed for her, and she had two friends over there. We asked them if they were far near to God. They said far. We drew out this picture. All three of them had come to Christ. And then instead, right then then and there, but instead of just saying, all right, we'll see you later. Jesus didn't say, go make converts. He said, make disciples. So we said, when can we come back? So we came back the next day and then we trained them on who to share with and what to say. So we had them practice this just like you guys had to, or will hopefully more. Well, they end up sharing. Well, the Sunday we said, when can we meet again? So they invite us back to their house on Sunday and they're going to fellowship in their home. They had five other friends there. Hmm. So two of them received Christ. And then we continue to fellowship. Well, it's now been over two months, and every Sunday they're meeting in their home, worshiping Jesus, growing in the Lord, and now I think they're at 10, 10, 10 people or something in that home. Wow. That's right. one, one instance. Paul's right there. Yeah, yeah, God.
0: All right. Church, let, let me explain something. Um, you know, for the last four years, we've had this dream that God has put in our hearts that all of us would be involved with disciple-making so that we would see 10 movements— Five international, we really got one going, or about to have one going in Ecuador, we got one going in Malawi, and we want some elsewhere, everywhere we are, but we want five here in the Houston area, and that's the sort of thing we're talking about, a movement. We're, we're not talking about more people coming to Woods Edge, they're welcome here, but that's not our goal, but wherever they are, we want them to come to Christ, and then reach out to their friends, and begin meeting in homes and business offices all over the, all over the Houston area, and, and so that it would spread. And uh, so, yay, God. And then the last two parts of our vision, of course, is that there'd be an ongoing revival. And finally, Houston become a great city of God to the, for the glory of God. So that's what we want. Go
1: ahead. You had another one? Well, this, might, this can resonate with some people uh, as well. So I was training a church, and there was a 70 uh, year old lady. Not that I, I think everyone here is 70, but I, uh, th- there, there's a 70 year old lady, and she said, Well, how am I supposed to get started in this? When I love what Jeff says, a win is just praying for people. So we encourage her just to start there. But she felt so burdened because she lived next to these neighbors for 10 to 15 years, and she's never once went up to them. She felt really fake with the idea of now all of a sudden I'm supposed to approach them. But so she said, I said, well, why don't you pray and ask God what to do? So she prays. She comes back to me next week and says, God told me what I should do. I said, well, what is it? She said, you'll see. I said, all right. So the next week she comes back with tears in her eyes. She went up to five of her neighbor's doors. She knocked on the door. She, they've, 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 they've known each other somewhat, so she's, and she is in tears. And she said, I just, she took this apology approach. She said, I want to let you know I am sorry because I pray, I go to church, I believe in Jesus, and I've never asked you if I could ever pray for you out of fear. So she took this apology approach and says, can I just pray for you for something? And then all five let the woman pray Three out of the five invited her in to talk more. She found out that three out of the five were far from God. She drew this little picture. She's led one of them to the Lord and is now currently still doing a Bible study in that lady's mm. home to this day, wow. because of her, her her humility to just say, you know what, I'm sorry that I have never done this when I should have been doing this all along. Wow. Good
0: story, Sarah. You have a final story. You don't have to have one if you don't. Uh, we're well, winging I was just it up here.
2: Thinking about. <laughs> Um, Elizabeth is a girl that came to one of the trainings, um, and she just took the three circles and ran with it. Um, she was sharing with everyone, her friends, people at the mall. She shared with Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> and she just got back from a cruise, and she was sharing with people that were working on the cruise that are from all different nations, um, and she was training people, um, Christians, that she found on the cruise. So it's just amazing what God will do when we open.
0: Well, you know, again, as I said earlier, all of us long for the people around us to to come to Christ. We just know it's the most important thing in the world. And um, God wants to use us. And and just like some of these folks, uh, the woman who were the neighbors and and Elizabeth, uh, God can use us. And, and, uh, you know, we've got one brief lifetime, and we want to be available to the Lord. We don't want to uh, be obnoxious to people. we, we do want to care. And, and, and this is a good approach just to, you know can I pray for you? Would you say you're close or far from God? Can I show you a brief picture? And in the three circles, I encourage you to, to practice this, to go over it if it's something that you feel like uh, you'd be willing to use. Again, on our website or our app, you can just see the little training video. It's a three minute video. This Saturday. Uh, By the way, Ray is at our men's retreat coming up in February. Ray, by the way, you probably got a little bit of a sense that he's got a remarkable life. I'm sure Sarah is just as remarkable, but I don't know her. But uh, Ray's going to be at our men's retreat. And uh, there are about six or eight speakers, and Ray's going to be kind of going over some of this kind of thing there. So, uh, Ray and Sarah, why don't you stand here and let's just pray over you? How about just standing here? We're about to move into communion. Uh, extend a hand towards Ray and Sarah, and let's just uh, pray that God would, would, would bless them, if you would. Lord God, thank you for Ray and Sarah taking the time to, to, to sh- share this with us. And, and thank you, Lord, for their boldness and courage and that they care about lost people. And, Lord God, we do too. We just need a little help, Lord God. And, Lord, help us as a church to, in a loving, um, a, a gracious, Christ-honoring way, Lord God, reach out to our top five, reach out to the people around us. Or bless them, we pray, in Christ's name.